In a world where one woman locks herself inside a quiet studio and doesn't come out until the podcast is done, welcome to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed, a place you can get connected with Donna and her friends and listen in on some great conversation. Thankfully, unlike the intro you just heard, it's a drama-free zone. You're welcome. Now, as we listen to a bit of music from the amazing Mark Sparrow to lead us in, it's my pleasure to introduce the one, the only, Donna Reed. Hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Spotlight Conversations. Thank you, Joe and Mark, who put together that just astounding introduction. Um, follow me on Instagram at Spotlight Conversations, or, or you can also follow me at Donna Reed VO and find all kinds of stuff about what I'm doing on my website, SpotlightConversations.com. By now, you probably know that my background is in radio. And a long time ago, I worked with Ted McKay, my next guest, at WRDU up in Raleigh. We kind of went our separate ways. Um, I still did some radio, started a voiceover career. Ted went west, young man, to Dallas to work for Lone Star 92.5. And there he was known as the rock professor. We'll talk about that. Fast forward, oh boy, almost 15, 20 years, maybe, we ended up uh, <laughs> working together at Radio Free Raleigh um, in the studio. Welcome, Ted. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You know, I was just thinking that block of time from WRDU to Radio Free Raleigh, at, at least 20 years, right? Uh, let's see. I left in 99 and, uh, yeah. Just about. Yeah. yeah. Now, what, what's about your, what, what is your feeling about, um, internet radio stations that are popping up everywhere? If it's, if it's programmed correctly, it's just like it's the same rule applies to, uh, you know, to, uh, radio stations, uh, you know, the ones that are the old, the old ones we used to work at mm -hmm. and internet. If it's programmed properly and you've got something on there that's, you know, energetic and something that people want to hear, I think you'll be successful. But if you go and you got, okay, they're, like radio does, you know, uh, they go like, okay, Aerosmith's got three songs, Led Zeppelin's got three songs, The Who has got three songs, and we're <laughs> going to play the hell out of these songs, and we're going to beat them in your head until you just going to be ready to pass out and foaming at the mouth and years of bleeding. We, we know every lyric, every beat, every jam yeah. for all those songs. Yeah. So there's a, there's a plus to it, kind of, sort of. But, I mean, you have quite a bit of radio experience, too. You were at Lone Star 92.5 in Dallas for a long time after WRDU. 20 years. Wow. What's the difference between music styles in uh, rock radio in North Carolina versus rock radio in Texas? Uh, here you have a lot more Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, mm -hmm. Buddy Guy. Uh, you have... Uh, a lot of the guys who really started all BB was really big here in Texas. Right, right. Um, you've got uh, uh, I mean, all the guys that really were started all off, and then kind of got pushed in the corner. And then I have to thank Clapton; he brought a lot of those guys back into the mm -hmm. limelight, and you right. know, and uh, they're doing really good right now. But uh, that's the difference in Carolina. It was kind of like a lot of beach music, too. And uh, beach music, yeah. I never did understand. Uh, here, classic rock here is just like rock. I mean, people want to hear the blues. Blues is just huge here. 
they want to hear Stevie Ray Vaughan. They want to hear Gary Moore. They want to hear Jimmy Vaughan. They want to hear, uh, you know, all the stuff that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with playing old music over and over again, but you can't just play Do Look Like a Lady and Sweet Emotion and another yeah. song. Errol Smith's got tons and tons and tons of songs that are, if they heard it on the radio, like, what? Bam! You know, I hadn't heard that in a long time. But if you, you know, if you say, if I say, okay, we got Errol Smith coming up, and then somebody who's been listening a lot, they're going to go like, okay, which one of the three is it? <laughs> now, if I come out with, you know, Back in the Saddle, I love that song. That's an Errol Smith song that rocks from the very first note to the oh, very sure. last one. I mean, oh, it just, yeah. It just, yeah. It, you know, you can see Stephen Tyler, you know, running across the stage, you know, screaming <laughs> I can. And stuff, you know. <laughs> as, as the rock professor for so many years in Dallas, uh, you retired over the summer. I mean, there must be kind of a, that's an adjustment. I know you're keeping busy and we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah, that must be hard. Uh, it was at first because I didn't miss the corporate BS and you have a 10 minute meeting. It's like, you couldn't have put this in the email and sent this to you know, I don't miss that. I miss talking to the people mm-hmm. on the air. Mm-hmm. But as far as the business part, no. So so once you decided to retire from radio, I know you do a lot of charity work with Paws in the City uh, up in Dallas. And I'm sure a couple more as well. And you're picking up some voice work. I'm staying busy. I don't, you know, go back to answer that question you just said. I don't miss it. But I had a friend of mine last week. Uh, we talked and uh, we used to work together in, at two stations on two different occasions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking and he said he got out of it about three years ago and he's in Little Rock. Mm. And he and he was telling me, he said, look, he said, getting out of radio, he said, this is the way I look at it. I said, how? He said, getting out of radio is like getting out of an abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought for a second, I'm like, you know, I think you may be right, you know, if you look at it a certain way. You had a lot of success, though, in radio. I did, and I enjoyed it. But now, it's you know, that that time is over. It's right. like going back to high school and going to, to a class reunion. You're not going to go in and see everybody, you know, the way they were when you graduated. Some people are bald. Some people got ugly. Some people are pretty. <laughs> Some people got some fat. People some got people got ugly. skinny. Some have you ever been divorced like five times? Have you, you know? have you been to a class reunion? Have you ever been to one? I went to one for my twentieth class reunion. It was it was fun. There were, everybody wasn't there, of course. But right, right. I, when I walked into the cafeteria, they kind of had a big place for us to go and meet, and then we went, you know, did other stuff. But when I walked into the cafeteria, I saw two ladies that I graduated with. And they walked up, and they just kind of grabbed me. And, and then another lady came up and grabbed me. And my sister and her husband, they walked in. They said, we didn't even see you when you when we walked in. And I said, well, I was right there by the door. Right. They said, all I was a dude covered up with women. I was like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so it was it was fun. So reunions are good in the Ted McKay book. Yeah, but you can't just keep going back over and over again. because It's kind of sad because every year you lose somebody. It gets sadder and sadder. It's sad enough going back. I don't like to go back. That's just me. But. I don't like to go back either because, I mean, I had a good time in school, but uh, my whole thing was I was out running girls. I mean, you know, that was that was my forte. I was just like, oh, I wasn't a dog. I was, I was, a, good, I was a good little puppy. <laughs> I'm going to transition to your work with a charity, Paws in the City. 
since you're talking dogs. Please. Okay. You're, Please. Wel- you're welcome. <laughs> Tell me how you got involved in that. And Mark is a great guy who heads up Paws in the City. And the way he describes mm. these dogs that he finds, how did you meet up with him? And what do you do with Paws in the City in Dallas? I did not know him, but he used to come up every Friday after 2 or 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And he would go over to the go over to KEGL for the Russ Martin show, and he mm-hmm. would bring in a dog or two. And I would come in at seven when the Russ Martin show was over, and he'd be sometimes, you know, still there, you know. And like sometimes they bring in food, and we'd be all out in the hall standing, talking, you know, just kind of shooting the breeze. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I said, "Hey, man, I said, why don't you come down here by, you know, by Lone Star and let me take a picture, and that way, you know, uh, you know, maybe it'd be better." And he's like, "Sure." So we came down and. You know, every week that he could. Sometimes he had to leave early before 7. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, you know, he would hang around and we'd take pictures of the dog. And he'd give me information on the dog, you know, and the name. And Well, if it was a dog that was able to be uh, go to a forever home. Right. And uh, we sat there and we talked. And he's a great guy. I mean, one of the coolest guys you ever you ever met. And But he really loves dogs. I mean, you know, he's shown me some cases and told me some things about dogs he had one dog that was just like would not come out of her uh, of her uh, uh kennel mm-hmm. would not come mm-hmm. out of her uh she wouldn't come out and he had to say he had to climb in there and get her she had been you know saved from the dog pound mm-hmm. and so he bought her out and he when when she got outside you know it was like oh the sunshine said the yeah, dog just totally turned and jumped and loved him and kissed him and they the dogs when they get these dogs I mean, they take them, they have vets and stuff that deworm them, put a chip in them, right. you know, look at them if they've got any medical issues. I've heard of some dogs having broke legs, been hit by cars, and they go in and get some surgery and, and rehab the dog. And then, you know, a little bit later, you know, once the dog has recovered, then, you know, they go and they bring them into a house. And if you got other pets, they try to see if they get along. And it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like orientation to it. And if they don't get along, then they'll bring them back. Uh, but he says right now, because everybody's at one time had went back to work. I don't know. That may change. But people that went back to work and they were getting rid of the dogs because it's like, oh, well, I got it for a Christmas present, but I don't really want it anymore. It mm. got bigger. Then you realize you got a St. Bernard puppy. That was a little bitty puppy. And now in six That's months, huge. he weighs like yeah. 80 pounds. And it's like, then you realize that? I know. It's people got to think before you adopt a dog. But I'm looking at Paws in the City, Thank their you. Facebook page. Yes. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Everything. Rescue, foster, adopt. I just think, I don't know who he has working with him or if Mark comes up with these for, you know, for social media, but he, he describes so well the situation for these dogs. And, and even if you're not ready to adopt a dog, you're just so moved by the stories. Mark, I think, has always been a lover of animals. I think he loves animals, especially dogs, and he's got like three or four yeah. of his own. And uh, he'll foster a dog, too. They'll He'll have one that'll come in, and, you know, and he'll, he'll say, like, uh, I've had this dog for two or three weeks. He's great. There's a couple of dogs that I should have got, a couple in particular that I let get by, and he was like, hey, whenever you get ready for a dog, you let me know. We'll come in, you know, come in to our place and we'll sit down and we'll try to, you know, try to set you up with one that fits. And so um, when they do that, I don't know if Mark's been doing it forever, but I know he has a love of dogs. And I think he's been doing it for like eight, ten years and Paul's in the city. 
and you know uh, there's other places of course too that you know do the same thing but uh Paul's in the city is just one of those that just stuck out to me and a lot of really great people work for him I don't know if he comes up with all of that or not but I know that uh, I asked him I said uh, <laughs> you're gonna run out of dog's name and he said yeah so I you know gave him a couple of names what about Vader or Dark Empire and he just kind of looks at me like yeah okay sure and let yeah. me let me also say Mark Verma is who I'm speaking of and yeah I think he does have people helping him out but the names you're, you're that was gonna be my next question the names that they uh-huh. have for these dogs I mean I, oh, Sunshine, Buttercup, you know, uh, Nestle's Crunch, Peanut Butter. That's great. uh, And then it makes it easier for the transition, too, because they're so cute, some of the names, and they match the dog. It's like the new owners are going like, yeah, let's just keep this. This is is perfect. This fits this little guy. Are you still, you know, doing some more volunteer work for Paws in the City? We have a podcast about every three, about every 90 days, every three months. Sometimes it's a little bit sooner, sometimes a little bit later. And with uh, COVID going crazy again now, you know, we don't really get together like we really used to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he'll call me up and we'll get together and he'll tell me about what's going on, you know, with Paul's in the city. The last podcast we had, the Stones were here the week before. And every time the Stones come through he's anywhere there. near here, he's going to go to the show. So we were talking about that. And Charlie had just died and, you know, he just gave me his, his uh, interpretation as a Rolling Stone fan, how the band had changed and what it was going to be. But, um, no, he just, uh, I just think he just loves animals and loves to help them out. I think he just gets a really warm feeling when somebody gets an animal they love. And, you know, and he says, hey, you know, we don't make any money off this. You know, we ask for people to, uh, to volunteer and to donate because, uh, I mean, this is a nonprofit organization. So, you know, they don't make any money. Nobody puts any money in their pocket. All the money goes to taking care of the animals. So if someone wants to make a donation or they want to adopt a puppy and or an older dog and they're in Dallas, what's the website for them? Pawsinthecity.org. Perfect. I'm talking to Ted McKay, world-renowned DJ, the rock professor. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And uh, he's on the podcast today. Also, you have your own podcast. The podcast that I have is one that where it gets like local entertainers. Mm-hmm. It does, you don't have to be any, a celebrity. You don't have to be anybody that's in the media. As a matter of fact, what I try to do is get people like Mark. You know, I mean, he's not he is a media guy, mm-hmm. but then he's not. I mean, he does. Uh, he's in, he's really big into computers. That's what he does for a living. And uh, so, you, you know, you get like I. I've had Bo Roberts, the uh, morning guy for Lone Star. This week, Monday, I had Jim White, his, his partner, for the last ooh, 40 years. You know, they've been together, Bo and Jim show. But Bo and Jim, Brandy, those are really good people. We were friends when I was there, and they were always so nice to me. And I kind of, you know, I mean, I always kind of looked at it like maybe, you know, they had been there forever, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of like the new kid in town. And they were like, oh, no, hell no. You've been doing radio just about as long as we have. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they included me. A lot of things, even now, Bo and I get together, we'll go out somewhere like BJ's or somewhere like that and get a beer and, you know, maybe get some uh, pot stickers or something like that. We seem to, both of us seem to have an appetite for, for, for pot stickers for some reason. And, <laughs> and Jim, Jim, I talked to him, you know, I mean, they are just the nicest, kindest people. 
I didn't think they would be as nice, but when I did find out they were, it was really a surprise. And actually, they're some of the best people I work with in radio in over 40 and 40 some years in the business. Wow. And bes- but besides um, radio people, you're also interviewing local musicians too there in the Dallas area. Is that right? Yes, local bands. It, it, and the thing about local bands is now, I mean, they will begin to bust out and some of them are still going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because you, if you remember back in the day, you know, in radio, if you had a really good band, you know, and they were, you know, making some noise, well, the radio station, local radio station in town would go like, hey, we've got these guys called the file storage boxes. I'm saying that because I'm looking at a file storage box right now. <laughs> but but uh, these guys have a big hit, and it's, locally it's being played, and nationally it's taken off. They would show you their appreciation. If any of their stuff went gold, they would award you a gold record or a gold CD and saying thank you for making it happen. Yeah. But now... But now uh, I've had so many people tell me it's like there are radio stations and record companies out of people's bedrooms. And a lot of the guys that have been around for a long time, they said there's a lot of people in the radio and music business right now that don't need to be in there. Well, it's just, yeah, the Internet has changed everything. It's changed radio, podcasting, voiceovers, music. Well, you want to be different. I don't, I mean, I'm not one of these kind of people that want to bring up you know, any deep, dark secrets or something somebody told me one day. And my thing is just about, it's like me and you sitting right now, if we were at a Denny's or IHOP or something, we're sitting there talking while we have a cup of coffee or a burger or whatever we eat. And, and we're sitting there just, you know, talking. It's, it's not one of those things where you try to trap somebody, you know, where you heard this and you heard that. Really, I, it's like Marvin Gaye songs say, you believe half of what you see and none of what you hear, you know? <laughs> so if someone came up to you uh, and, you know, some kid from college and, and says, you know, I want to go into radio, Ted, you know, which, what would you tell him? I had a guy that came, he, he had graduated from North Texas State, I believe, up here in Denton. And uh, he asked me, he said, you know what, I really want to go into radio. And I told him, don't do it. And he's like, well, why? I said, well, first of all, it's not the same as it was years ago. Now you can get, you can have a degree in radio. And I've seen too many, just dozens and dozens of people over the years who get out and they have a broadcast or communication and then they can't get a job. Because the first thing, you don't have the experience and you work at a radio station, the first thing they ask you is, okay, what experience do you have? And if you say college, they kind of look like, yeah, I don't really want to do, you know, I mean, you know, and then if they want to work with you, they will. But now nobody has time to work with you. Everybody's like, oh, we're so busy. You know, we're just doing. And I've seen many PD just sit at their desk and just sit and stare at the screen. I'm like, yeah, you're busy. All right. You're busy sitting there looking like you are busy. I always look at life a little differently after I speak with you. I love it. I just keep it real. I mean, you know, it's, you just, do. it's just the real, it's the real deal. And. You know, I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody. If you notice that I hadn't mentioned any names, then, you know, <laughs> I just try to do the right thing. You know, I mean, it's just what we do. But I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you. And how has uh, 2022 been to you? It's been great. It's busy. There's a lot of things going on all at once. But, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the way life is today, right? But, yeah. Busy is good. Time. Thanks, Ted. Busy is good. Thank you, and I appreciate you for the time, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. 
Subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in.